0: Insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Sergeant B. Safe here, and I'm stuck in the office. I'm stuck. You want to know why? I'll be completing reports for stolen vehicles. Yeah, that's right, stolen vehicles. I tell people all the time to lock their doors and put away their valuables. However, this continues to happen. Know that about approximately 95% of all auto thefts can be prevented. Here, let's go for a walk and I'll show you a few examples. Example number one, you go to the store and you leave your car running. Little do you know that Chance Wilder's on the road he sees your car running with the door unlocked, gets in it, and they're off! At the start. Oh no! Frustrating. Let's move on to example number two.
1: Ooh. You're at
0: home and the car is parked for the day, but you feel safe and secure and believe, this can never happen to me. And there's Rob you blind going from car to car. Up, uh, just got Bloody caught though. Poop, be safe. Hands up. You're coming with me. Ooh. People leave their car doors unlocked and believe it or not, their keys in them. Here's video footage of someone going onto someone's driveway and entering their car and guess what? Stealing that too. Even if you don't keep your car key, don't keep your spouse's key in the vehicle either. Believe it or not, they park right beside you. So therefore, take the extra step, lock your vehicle, and take your keys inside. So here's a little bit of information for you. If your car is ever stolen, and then I find it and recover it, it's usually not in the same condition that it once was. It could have been involved in a motor vehicle accident because of joyriding, or just have more dent scratches and damage on it. You'll get an incident report and a tow bill. Your insurance company may cover the towing and recovering fee, but you could also have to come out of pocket with some extra expenses. So now let's move on to example number three. Parking lots at major businesses are prime targets. Lock your doors, put valuables away, park in well-lit areas, and definitely do not, I cannot stress it any harder, leave your vehicle running in the parking lot because no matter how many times rob you blind and wild chance go to jail, they will always take advantage of a prime opportunity to take your valuables or steal your vehicle. Don't be an easy target. Hands up, you both are coming with me. These are just a few examples of how you can protect yourself and be vigilant with your property. Uh. That's your tip of the day to get you on your way.
1: Subscribe now.
0: gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you guys for tuning in. You are in the lab that is now called black and blue. We've been black and blue for over a year now where we highlight individuals who are on the job, the job of law enforcement, whether they're rookie, whether they're seasoned, whether they're retiree and their experiences and, and things they have going on right now. I'm your host, Coach Clee, um, your, your cop's cop, I'm your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got a great show ahead of us today. I uh, got somebody very important backstage. Uh, uh, we got him on at a, at a, a great time because he's kind of under the weather, but he thought it not robbery for him to come on this podcast and share what he's got going on and share his experiences with us. And we'll get to that in a minute we got to get a, sh- a shout out to the sponsors that are on here uh, you see them in the description box you also see them um in the comment section um uh, first and foremost we got mg4tech merrick green he's on here if you need anything done digitally whether you have a, a podcast yourself whether you have a website whether you need content done He's the guy to reach out to. The website's right there below. Check him out and check out uh, uh, some of his products that he's put out for other people. He does tremendous work. Also, a sponsor of the show, One Way Publishing. One Way Publishing, their motto is they can turn a mere thought and turn it into a book that's bought like you see behind me. There's a couple books that I wrote myself, and there's a couple books that other clients have come through the process with and got it done. They can take a mere thought and turn it into a book that's bought. That's tremendous. A lot of people want to get their information out there. A lot of people have great content, and that's one resource that you can use to get your content out there. Also, a sponsor, Sergeant B Safe. You'll see a couple of these cartoon commercials still advocating for voice talents if anyone wants a voice talent uh, use the website oh, it's not scrolling below it'll be scrolling there in a minute use the website below uh and it's also in the comment section We will get that information out there and this show is live okay so if you have any questions make or you're just looking for a shout out make sure you put your name and where you're from in the comment section and we will give you that shout out that you're looking for all right if you have your questions, put them up on the comments section. They will be gotten to and acknowledged as well. But we gotta give a shout out once again to the sponsor and one of the books that uh, One Way Publishing has put forth. So stay tuned, here comes Sergeant Be safe Hi, I'm Sergeant Be safe one Way Publishing is the sponsor for the podcast Black and Blue. And these books behind me are a few of the books that are on their website. Check out the latest one, The Lab Part 2. It just came out. It's a compilation of former guests that were on the show. But make sure you tune into the podcast that way you can see cartoons of me giving out safety tips on how you can be safe. See for yourself. Go to the website workwithclee.com.
1: Subscribe now.
0: And you see the name below, Troy Smith. He hails from, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, San Antonio, Texas. Currently a deputy chief over the support division of Bexar. Correct me if I'm wrong if I mispronounce that county possible precinct number four. He's got over 33 uh, years of experience in law enforcement, and his website will be scrolling below the WinnersCircleTactical dot uh, com, and I'll have that scrolling to check out many programs and many trainings that they have going on. But first and foremost, and last but not least, I will bring him to the stage. Sergeant be safe. Is gonna welcome. Him. This is Sergeant. Be safe, and I want to welcome all you viewers and our very special guests to Black and Blue. So get your questions ready and enjoy the show. Without further ado i'm gonna bring him to the stage give me one moment troy let me pull him to the screen troy are you there i'm here brother i'm here right. welcome 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 yeah yeah how you doing today
1: man i tell you what i was i was sitting backstage and i was looking at all the stuff that that had gone on in your world man and i was impressed. you know oh, I saw you. that you follow your father's footsteps yep second
0: generation yep.
1: cop yes Stay i am here my okay. father was a chief of police in New Jersey, man. And yeah. I never thought I would do that. And lo and behold, what did I end up doing? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: understand. I Trust me. I understand. I get I it. I don't regret it. I yeah, don't regret I, it. I appreciate your service. And I appreciate the things you have done and the things that you, you are doing right now. We're going to jump into that. Um, I'm uh, go, go ahead. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So those of you who are jumping on for the first time or don't know who Troy is, you no, know, it's a foundational question he can explain a little bit about his background yeah so uh I grew up in a
1: small town in New Jersey called Pensgrove Grove exit mm-hmm. one for New Jersey people uh my father was the chief of police and I, I always said I was never going to be like him I wanted to be hard in the streets me and my brother and lo and behold uh I, an old man told me one day when I was trying to play football I walked away I quit because everybody was telling me, you know, you should be a running back like your dad. He was so good and everything. And I, I didn't want to do nothing like him. Mm-hmm. So I ended up walking away and quitting and I was walking down the street and this old man told me I'm a quitter. He says a quitter never wins and the winner never quits. Mm-hmm. And he said, right now, son, you're a quitter. Mm-hmm. He changed my life because he made me decide to go to college. I ended okay. up going to Grambling state university mm-hmm. and, uh, while I was there, man, I was watching this 12-year-old kid fly an airplane, and I wanted to do that. So uh, I learned how to fly airplanes while I was there, man.
0: Wow, and then when good. I got
1: out of college, go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying that was amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a blessing, you know, because I realized mm-hmm. it was not, that doing that was showing me that there was nothing that I couldn't do if I didn't put my mind to it. Right. When you've heard all, all your life that you're never going to be anything, you know, you're probably going to be dead or in prison by the time you're 18. And you make it out. and My brother also made it out. He retired as a chief master sergeant in the military. And I laugh right now. And every time I, I, I go visit him or he comes here to visit me, we go out on the golf course and play around the golf. And I look at him. I said, man, look at us. Two knuckleheads from a small town in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And everybody said wasn't going to be nothing. We're out here playing golf.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So
1: I was fortunate enough, you know, during my career that, that, uh, uh, an opportunity presented itself here in San Antonio, Texas to, to apply mm-hmm. for the police department. And they had thirty five hundred people applying for one hundred positions that day. Yeah. From all over the country.
0: Yeah. And I
1: felt like one of those positions was going to be mine and actually uh-huh. took the test and ended up passing. And before I know it, a year, almost a year, a year later, I, I joined the police department. I was able to get on the PD and, mm-hmm. and I was the class president, man. I was surprised I'm competitive, very competitive. Mm-hmm. so once i started doing that my first year i was involved in a shooting guy pulled a gun on me and i was involved in the shooting and you yeah. know I, I made it through that and i realized that the community that i was serving they didn't have they didn't have much in their community it was a lot of housing projects and yeah. and uh they started this new program called park and walk so my partner and i this guy that came out of class ahead of me he and i ended up being partners and he had been shot in the first year in a separate incident,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, he
1: and I joined joined up together as Parker Walk. We had to get out of the car in the housing projects and walk for five hours. It was a ten hour shift,
0: wow. so we
1: walked the whole ten hours. The okay. very first day, one of the one of the we caught some kids breaking glass, breaking windows, and I said, "Why are you guys doing that?" They go, "Sir, ain't nothing to do out here." Hmm. So the next day, I brought a basketball to work. And mm-hmm. we started the kids playing a little basketball. They had a little basketball court. We started a little basketball game. I went to the little mom and pop stores and says, "Hey, uh, can y'all give me fifty dollars?" And I, I, they probably thought it was a shakedown at first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably so they, scared the submission.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they gave me the fifty dollars, and I went and bought some shirts with the store's name on it, and okay. they gave them to the kids. And we started a little basketball program in the in the housing projects. And I told the kids, I said, "Hey, that's your store. Don't let nobody tag it." And so all that, all that stopped, you know, the community started rallying behind it. And then I had heard about, I knew about the police athletic league. So i talked to the chief of police and says, Hey, we'd like to do this. He said, Troy, we don't have any money, Mm -hmm. but uh, you and Ruben go ahead and do it. Okay. So we started it and, and the first person on our board was David Robinson's father.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And so once he got on the board, I ended up getting the top 20 businesses on the board and we never had to worry about money. All we had to do was run the programs. Yeah. did that for seven years, and then after that, I decided it was time to go into, you know, I wanted to change up and went to special ops and thought I was going to be a SWAT operator but ended up becoming a hostage negotiator. I heard about
0: that. I had your yeah. former, a former friend and co-worker on the show a few months back doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, Barbara. Yeah, mm-hmm. a yeah, good good friend. Her and I used to do it together. She had more time than I did. I did seven years. I had what they called a seven-year itch. Every seven years, seemed like I wanted to do something different. Uh I did it for seven years, was involved in over 300 call-ups, and uh, uh, when I retired, I had done the talking on 278, and I had never lost the hostage situation. Oh, congratulations. And so, uh, like I said, I'm competitive, bro, competitive. Mm -hmm. So, as time went on, I ended up going undercover. Barbara and I worked undercover together. We did a lot of stuff together, and then uh, I finished my career assigned to the United States Marshal Service. Okay. I did that, and then I went in the private sector for a while. That. I thought that was going to be, you know, the end all, tell all, be all. But, you know, five years into it, I realized I'd rather be back in law enforcement, man, than the private sector. It's more cutthroat than it is. Wow! (laughs) So I ended up going back, you know, as a reserve deputy chief for the constable's office. It's called Bear County. It's spelled crazy, (laughs) (laughs) and we have to actually have the first African American female constable in Bear County. Okay. So So thank you
0: correction on the enunciation of the county
1: yeah yeah no so i got nobody gets it right man i didn't get it right when i first got here (laughs) so now that's a little bit about me and and, uh Mm -hmm. during that process uh something happened in in baltimore where with freddie gray when freddie gray Mm -hmm. was killed and uh i had a nephew that was telling me about it how many times he got stopped and i figured man i have to go do something so i went up to baltimore in 2016 and uh Me and another guy that I know, we ended up starting a program called Walk a Mile in My Shoes. Mm -hmm. And we went to a historically black college, Coppin State University. Mm -hmm. And on the one-year anniversary of of, of Freddie Gray's death, we had 350 community members. Oh, wow. Okay. 200 police officers, mostly white. And 200 Mm -hmm. black college students trained Mm -hmm. together for three days. It was an overwhelming success, man. I bet. I bet. you know, nobody expected it. The media came out when they realized that it wasn't negative or violent. Then they said it wasn't no story here. And I said, see, in that yeah. moment, I realized that if, if you're not showing negative stuff, it's not going to get, it's not going to be newsworthy most of the time.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it gets passed by, I understand. Yeah,
1: but you know, I we did it, and, and we were proud of that program, and, and uh we ended up bringing it back to san antonio and we're doing it here we're actually working on trying to get it in uh, four cities right now okay yeah working with four cities and i currently work for a company called the black swan group we're all former hostage negotiators mm-hmm. this guy that was a former fbi hostage negotiator him and his son figured out a way to use these skills to work in the business world to help businesses negotiate contracts and they brought us on board and uh it's just been an overwhelming success
0: man and right. So
1: now they're willing to get behind what I'm doing. They said they want to get back to the community. So they're helping me stand it up in four different cities so that we can make a difference between the lives of police officers and the lives of the community. I think it's, it's you know, everybody's under stress and under pressure right now. Yeah, I believe that. And so you, you get filled with the negative and neither side know what to do. So what we do is bring them together, make the police the community, make the community the police so each side can see how they see them, treat them. And then we have a difficult conversation. We sit down, have lunch, chop it up mm-hmm. a little bit. They get to tell their side. Then we run them through scenarios and they get to see how difficult it is. We don't just do scenarios for that, that show the community how tough it is to be a police officer. We do scenarios that show police officers how tough it is to live in the community. Both and sides. when it gets done, both sides, yeah, yeah. Both sides get a better understanding. And man, and,
0: mm-hmm. and I hear the
1: officers say all the time, man, these kids are just like my kids. And I hear the kids in the community saying, "Man, he remind me of my uncle."
0: <laughs> and then that That's relationship built. That's good to have that positive interaction and that feedback.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know when we were off stage. I told you a little story about my grandson.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he, you know, they
1: live in a rough neighborhood, man, and mm-hmm. you know they they would get stopped a lot by the police. And he got killed in the accident, a, a mm-hmm. traffic accident, about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh my condolences. Uh, I appreciate it man and so I tell you what made me proud to be have been a police officer for the San Antonio Police Department and had done walk a mile in my shoes with the community Uh is somebody called the police on him because they were they were they were sending balloons up in the air for his birthday his 21st birthday
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know there's haters
0: yeah yeah
1: so somebody called the police saying that they were being loud and and the video showed all they was doing was putting balloons up letting balloons releasing balloons in the air so two officers came by and and normally it it, it escalates you know the officers mm-hmm. gonna get out the car the community's hurt you know they're devastated because of my grandson so they're not going to talk right to the police officers right the police officers are going to get offended it's going to escalate it'd
0: be a bad well, day yeah
1: yeah yeah but my daughter she she said to the officer she goes look no, you know you know uh my son died in a car accident and we're just celebrating his 21 birthday he would have been 21 today mm-hmm. and the officers did something that showed me man that made me proud as can be to have been a san antonio police officer oh, yeah, they drove back down the street and they came down the street with their lights and sirens on and he came over to pa and he said aaron rest in peace mm-hmm. nice. my daughter her whole mindset changed in that moment Mm-hmm. From being angry to being humbled by the respect that they showed her. Right. And they sent me the video. Okay. And I was so proud of that. I said, man, you know, if we could do more of that, let people realize that 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 the community, we're here to serve them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're going to have a difficult time. If you could just show an ounce of kindness, you'll be amazed at how you become their police officers. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she—they were her officers. <laughs> you know, if they have to go in the community next week and do something, she knows that they're going to do the right thing. If they have to arrest somebody and it turns into a fight, she knows that they're not doing it just
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they can, but because that's—that's yeah, what, that's what it led to. Right. And I said these officers may not realize in that moment how valuable that little gesture was. Mm-hmm. But good news travels fast. Bad mm-hmm. news travels faster. Yeah, And for yeah. her to start telling the people in the community how those officers treated her in that moment, the community started realizing that all officers are not buttholes or negative, you know, in every profession, you got your good and your bad. Right. In the community, in the police departments, you have your good and your bad. And these officers, mm-hmm. they just, man, they, they made me proud in that moment. And I, every day now, and I'm looking at that video. I'm going to find those two officers and I'm going to personally thank them.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that she got to experience that positive situation interaction because that gesture, like you said, which is probably a minute long in itself is going to have a generational lasting impression on a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it,
1: and I just, I just was, I was just proud and amazed that those officers cared enough to do that in that mm-hmm. moment something right. that didn't take much time at all mm-hmm. and they yeah. saw the balloons in the air so they knew that that's all it was- mm-hmm. and so yeah. man I, I'm very proud of those officers in that moment
0: and I'm going to find them and I'm going to get them. gotcha gotcha uh, you you went down a, a long list of uh, wonderful positive things that have happened and the website scrolling below the circle uh ts.com mm-hmm. if you go to that website um does it explain uh, some or most of the, uh, the situations that you've explained um, that you've discussed with us so far? Or is there more to the website than uh, we already know about?
1: Yeah, no, on the website, if you go into the website, you'll see video of the of the community and the and the police training together. You'll hear okay. their testimonies, not ours. You know, we always say it's easy for us to sit back and tell us, oh, how great we are, or how much better we are than a slice of bread. And But it's a different thing when the community is saying that and when law enforcement mm-hmm. is saying that. Because whenever we set up one of these training programs, both sides are nervous. You know, the yeah. officers are worried about they're going to just get, you know, cussed at and talked down to, and the community mm-hmm. think that it's a setup that they're going to get arrested, that they're trying to arrest them, and if they say anything out of line, everybody's going to get 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 their panties in the wad or whatever. And then when we when they actually get in the room and have that conversation, they realize, man, that as long as you're not arguing and hollering at each other. Yeah. People are listening to the other side. You may not agree with it, but mm-hmm. you you say, you know what? I, I'm willing to hear your side. And so the community sorry. says it, and the police say it. And so I, I laugh about it because I see the the the, the scenarios we do and how how uh, the community they realize how much more difficult it is than what they see.
0: Right. Yeah. So when you set up these uh, training situational scenarios, um, it's a safe zone. How often do you uh, have one? have these trainings at least per month or a week or a year or how often uh, is that scheduled
1: so we, we were relying on funding and and uh we had several companies that donated a little bit of money and we were able to go out and and uh the money would run out pretty quickly because what we do with the funds is you know uh we 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 give them shirts and this is one of the shirts it has a different letter okay the shirt, the shirt and that and this uh and that's their ticket to get in for the year
0: so, oh, okay. everybody,
1: the police officers, the community get a shirt when they go through the program. And mm-hmm. then there's a QR code on the back. They can scroll on it, they can click on it, and they can see what activities we have coming up. Because mm-hmm. after we actually do the training sessions, we actually do a, a community based uh, uh, activity. Like we'll go to Top Golf, we'll take over Top Golf, and the police yes. and the, and the mm-hmm. community will hit golf balls together. And they'll get to have that one on one conversation with the police officer, four or five people. And they'll get to see them acting up, cutting up the community. Police will get to see them cutting up and everybody's having fun. And, and, it, and it works. It just works. And so throughout the year, as long as they have their shirt on, they can go to all the activities we have because everybody wears the same shirt. But it's, it's different letters. It spells the mm-hmm. word respect. So they actually have to find six other people with the different letters to spell the word respect. And whoever can do it the most times and know something about the other people that they're talking to, they win a gift card
0: wow that's that uh, that's creative i like that so it gets it forces you to be social and learn about other people yeah and we all look alike because we all
1: got on a black shirt with a white Mm -hmm. letters that says a t you know r-e-s-p-e-c-t each one of them is a different letter so -hmm. now they have to go and communicate with somebody they normally wouldn't talk to they don't sometimes they don't even know if it's a police officer Mm -hmm. so so it works uh, out and then throughout we've done about three thousand people so far and so we uh that was going back to the question you asked me, how often do we do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in 2023, with, with the help of the company that I work for, the Black Swan Group, my goal is to do it in four cities, eight months, for eight months, right. every week in, the, in in one of the cities. Every city, the four cities will have eight sessions, and then the police officers to right. keep it going. And then, you know, every quarter we will have all the cities doing the same thing, like taking over a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. and let everybody bowl and have fun and, and we we pay for everything we pay for that we pay for the food because a lot of these community members don't get to eat you Understood. know especially when they're out of school Right, and and uh it's amazing because we've had people from age 70 on down going through the training and they love it you know it's not just uh the younger generation we have uh middle-aged people in we have the elderly coming out, and, and they all enjoy it when they get a chance to to spend yeah. time with the officer and get to know their officer.
0: Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Not just walk a mile in my shoes. I went to the website. I saw that you guys have uh, drug interdiction, uh, mental health crises, and active shooters, and so many different things along there. How do you uh, do you bring in instructors, or do, do you have former law enforcement officers that kind of give scenarios, or or, or in, uh, how, how do those classes or trainings work? Yeah, we work with the different agencies that, that, that do that. You know,
1: there's, uh, there's different people that have set up these kind of courses and stuff, and we just bring them in. You know, you, you don't want to be a jack of all trades. You know, you want, yeah. to, you want to use the people who have the most experience so that, the, the, that everybody gets the, the best training possible. Mm-hmm. And so over, over the 33 years, i built relationships with a lot of different law enforcement agencies and right. even uh, community drug interdiction people, you know, from the civilian side because we're not all knowing and we bring them in and 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 I tell them all you know just know that it's going to be wrong. They can ask you whatever they want to ask you. Be used to that. Get used to that. Yeah. And they do and then they're surprised at some of the questions that come out, but if somebody's asking they normally really want to know. Mhm. That's what makes it work.
0: Yeah, and and if one person's asking it at least five other people were thinking it anyway. Yeah, Yeah. So and that's and, that, yeah. and that's how we do things.
1: We we are we're, we're We have a structure, but it's loose. Mm -hmm. I don't have no PowerPoint presentation that's that's so regimented that you gotta sit there and listen to stuff that you don't want to listen to. We talk about the topic of the day for a while. We were talking about George Floyd. You know, we talk about what's going on in the world today. Mm -hmm. I laugh because we had a scenario where this one young lady told me she said, uh, yeah, you cops just always, you know, you get caught on camera and then you want to try to make like all. uh, it, it really wasn't what it was. I said it's not always it's not always what it is. And she mm-hmm. goes, yeah, I knew you would say that. Now if I could tell her that, and right away she's like, she's still you know believing yeah. that this cop is saying that because he don't want to tell the truth. Right. So, uh, I have a smell machine, so I can make it smell like McDonald's, marijuana, whatever. So I I go in this room and I make it smell like marijuana.
0: Mm-hmm. I make her
1: an officer, and I have a real officer as her cover, and everybody else in the classroom is the community. And uh, huh. we give them a cert pistol. Is all it is is a laser, so we can see if they shoot because they don't ever want to admit it if they shot. Right. And, but it's funny because the community. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You <laughs> shot. We saw it. We saw it. And she goes, "Oh, I didn't even know." You know. And that's the intensity of it. So mm-hmm. in this particular scenario, I had it smelling like weed, and 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 um, I, we sent the officer to tell him, "Hey, you got to call for loud music." So she knocks on the door, and I just peeked the door up a little bit. I go, "Yeah, what's up?" <laughs> And she goes, We got a call for loud music. I said, Girl, ain't no loud music officer. I said, That's me trying to get on American Idol. Ooh, what is it? She goes, Oh Lord, you ain't gonna make it on that show. I said, How do you do? So she goes, What's that smell? I go, What smell? She said, It smells like skunk weed. I said, Ain't no damn skunk in here. And everybody else recording. Oh, look at it. Dirty cop, dirty cop. They got their cell phones out, you know, getting pressured and, and, uh, Lo and behold, I, I keep the thing going. So she says, it smells like weed, marijuana. So I open the door and I have some Febreze and I'm spraying and I'm spraying myself. I said, I don't smell nothing. <laughs> so I said, matter of fact, this ain't even my room. I'm out of here. And I started to walk away. And the officer steps in front of me and says, sir, you can't leave right now. We need to get some ID. And She turns to, to, to the community, to us, and she says, can we do that? And the officer told her, he says, you better do that. Because he just told you this ain't his room. You got probable cause because it smells like marijuana. And what if you let him go and you don't get any information? And an hour later, your homeowner comes home and says, somebody burglarized my house and took my jewelry and stuff. And you were there. You let him go and didn't get any information. Yeah. So she said, that's right. And she pushed me up against the wall. Give me some idea. (laughs) And I said, harassment, harassment, look at her.
0: (laughs) And so, you know,
1: when we called time out, I had everybody just show the video where she put her hands on me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and I said, see I'm suing you, look at you, you put your hands on me and she goes, no, 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 that's not what happened I said, what do you mean? I said, the the camera don't lie, she goes, Yeah, but they can't smell the marijuana, they didn't hear that he said that he didn't live in that place and I just smiled and then she goes, now I understand
0: it just, it it sunk in right there,
1: yeah, yeah it became real because she realized that not everything you see is always the way it is but there's Mm -hmm.
0: times when it is Mm-hmm. i'm not
1: trying to discount the fact that you know sometimes we do things that uh are wrong in the in the blink of an eye you can make a mistake you know own it yeah own it and move on i think people respect you more when you own it versus trying oh, yeah. to cover it up and lie about it
0: yeah I, I like the fact that you gave a scenario you actually you put you put uh, uh everyday people in the situation to see how the the fully unfolds as opposed to seeing the 10 second clip of that just uh you're not there you're you don't have your all, all your senses involved you just have the, the sense of sound and sight um uh, yeah. uh, in the video and for 10 seconds you see it and you get a reaction from that 10 second vehicle as opposed to a real reaction on yeah. uh, all the circumstances that took place leading up to that situation
1: yeah they live it they actually live it in that moment they're living it She. And I always ask him. I said, "How did you feel?" She goes, "Man, my heart was racing, you know." And 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 you hear it, and you hear that. And yeah. so the officers normally will say, "See, she did what we would have done." I said, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." I said, "This is her first time. Y'all have had six months to a year's worth of practice, training. <laughs> so you're not comparing apples to apples." Right. So then I I did a scenario for the community where I had two young men, two young black males, on the ground. We're outside and they're wrestling and stuff. And the two women are sitting up on the on the porch and they're like. Kick his ass, kick his ass, and, and they get you know and they and, and the officer drew his weapon. He goes, "Show me your hands, show me your hands." And he's getting intense. and mm-hmm. you know he was the primary, and the civilian was the cover. And
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: recording and I had to I called time out because it was getting so heated. I said, "Listen, just put your weapon away," and 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 you know and he couldn't take his hand off his gun. Wow! So I let it go for two minutes, and then the two guys got up and one kid showed through the other one. Man, next time I'm I get to be the beat rock. And he said, they were playing? I said, yeah, you just escalated it because they were playing. And then one of the girls says, oh, if it was serious, man, I ain't going to let my my man get beat. I'm going to be taking my earrings off. I'm getting in to help, you know. (laughs) And he started laughing because he realized that he didn't really know the community. Yep. And so they had that conversation. And he said, man, Troy, this is powerful. Mm -hmm. I said, this is how. I saved your lives and I saved the community's lives because now y'all get to know each other. And when you get there, they're going, they're going to speak to you. You're going to speak to them. You're going to find out what's going on. And both sides are going to be calmer because they know you. They want you to be their police officer.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's interesting you say that. I remember a similar scenario a few years ago at a bus stop where we got caught out there for uh, kids uh, um, fighting and, and, and doing certain things things and 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 long story short when we got there it was just snowballs and they were uh with their cell phones trying to do a rap video so they 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 were just doing the background scenes for an actual rap video itself and as soon as the bus came everything went away they got on the bus and went to school
1: yeah yeah jump in the rap video
0: Did I know it was already over? But yeah, <laughs>
1: I'd have told him, man. Y'all got to give me my fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> I'm gonna hit no. you with
0: a couple of. I'm gonna hit you with a couple of duops Yeah, were, nah, like, nah. Like, you would have been better difficult. with me. They they would have had me on a filter and they they would have done something to me. I, I'd look crazy on there. So <laughs> me too. That's why I said that's a wrap. You know, they would have said that's
1: a wrap. <laughs> yeah. But they would have they would have respected you that you you know Mm -hmm. you you came in there you you realized what was really going on and you didn't put them Mm -hmm. put them in a situation where it escalated. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's where we gotta be man. I want we're gonna pause for the calls. We got certain be safe, and then we're gonna come back and there's another topic that we talked about um, when we were on the phone a few weeks ago that I want to talk about as well. But stand by, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Oh, Disguised as one of Santa's helpers, I'll steal these presents from right under his nose. <laughs> now hold it there, you little fake elf. Be safe What are you doing here? I would have uh-huh. gotten away You're with caught. this if it weren't for you. Sergeant Be safe you've been a very good boy this year. Hello, Santa, and Robbie blind. I knew you'd be in this area right about now. Ooh. Wow, this is perfect timing. This good family has just returned. It's always a good idea to keep your doors and windows locked when you're not home. Don't give Rob you blind the advantage. There's very inexpensive cameras and security systems you can set up as well. Sergeant be safe thank you for coming. We appreciate everything you do. Without you, this holiday season would be ruined. Wow, thank you, Sergeant Be safe You saved the day. You're welcome, and I'm happy to hear it. You guys enjoy the rest of the day. Santa, you have a safe trip back to the North Pole. Ooh! Party poopa be safe. No gifts for you, Robbie Blind. You'll be put away this holiday season. Certain Be Safe wants you and your family to have a safe and enjoyable holiday season. And that's your tip of the day, to have a safe holiday. Merry Christmas. Oh ho 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 Subscribe now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are on black and blue. We got Troy Smith right here, and he's we've been having a total fun and enlightening conversation on so many different scenarios on his history on being a police officer and in community engaging policing, that a situation that happened with his grandson and police officers on duty, we learned so much. Right now, I wanna talk about, if you remember, when we were on the phone and had our intro, we talked about uh, how you were traveling with a young man who was being deputized uh, from uh, multiple departments uh, throughout this nation. Uh, can you can you share anything about that experience? Yeah, his name is DJ
1: Daniels, the J. Okay, uh, I met him when our our constable, uh, a, a good friend of mine, who's a Christian man, a police officer from San Antonio mm-hmm. PD, he had come across this young man, and the young man wanted to be sworn in as a police officer. Mm-hmm. So they found out that he had he had brain and spine cancer.
0: Okay, sorry to hear that.
1: So they yeah, and he's he's awesome man. He's a powerful young man. He he uh, he was he was in san antonio so they told him about it told our constable about it and it just so happened i was coming back from teaching in dallas okay. and i land and uh and and he's getting sworn in and the constable goes true i have somebody i want you to meet and i'm like look everything that's going on in uvalde right now i'm, I'm going to head out there see if we can help them out if there's anything they need from us and you know the families and and she goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, Oh, by the way, you know, one of our deputies, his his brother just passed away. So can you get on that? I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, but I really need you to meet this person. And I was like, Man, I don't need to meet nobody. But I went over there and there's this little boy in a police uniform. And she swears him in and gives him credentials. Mm-hmm. So I said, Where's this badge? She goes, I don't have a badge to give him. So I took the badge off that I had on my on my on my belt and I gave it to him. I said, Now you're a deputy chief. Wow. You know, I said, so uh, you know. You gotta you're gonna have to carry yourself like that when you're out in public. And he goes, Okay, okay. He goes, I heard you have a program called Walk a Mile in my shoes. Mm-hmm. I said, I do. He says, I would like to do that sometime. Well, I have a son-in-law who makes uh tinnies. He's all he was also with the with the with the precinct the office. And he made him a pair of tinnies with it with his badge with a badge on it and everything. And okay. he does stuff for some of these NFL players and stuff. So mm-hmm. he made a pair of shoes for this little boy. He was all excited. I bet. And then uh, the kid says, I heard you can sing. I said, man, who's telling you all this stuff? <laughs> so this is before I knew his story. Mm-hmm. So he says, on my day, he turned to his father. He says, on my day, I want him to sing. Mm. And I said, on your day. His dad said, you don't know his story? I go, no. He said, he's dying of cancer, brain and spine cancer. Mm. And I said, oh, wow. So I let down and I, and I hugged him. He hugged me. He says, I love you. Mm. I said, I love you too, man. I said, I'm very proud of you. You know, you're a very strong young man. And then I found out he had been sworn in by over 600 law enforcement agencies.
0: Wow, 600.
1: To date, it's over 670. Wow. So what I'm hoping to do is to try to get him sworn in in all 50 states, and then calling the what is it? The Guinness Book of World Records to see if that's a record. You know, I'd love for him to get sworn in in all 50 states. Well. I told you we do programs like Top Golf. We take the community Top Golf and the stuff. And so I had yeah. to go to Virginia to teach. So I called called his dad and says, "Hey, can he can he come to San Antonio and take my place in uh for Top Golf as one of, one of the officers?" He says, "True, I wish he could, but he's going to be getting sworn in on that day." I said, "Okay." Hmm. So I realized I had to go to New York a couple of weeks later. And he said, "I said, does he just want to get sworn in, or does he really want to do police work?" She said, he said, "He really want to do police work." I said, okay, I'm going to fly y'all up to New York if your calendar allows it. He goes, yeah. I said, I'm going to take y'all to New York. And so he was thinking I was going to drive. They were going to drive and they live in Houston. So I said, no, 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 we're going to fly up. Well, wow. a good friend of mine that's a chaplain up there, the chaplain, uh, Reverend Lee, Terry Lee, he's in the Flatbush area in Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, we met at a police officer's funeral and he's doing a great thing. So he says, hey, Troy, we're getting ready to have our 25th uh, anniversary, mm-hmm. you know, bridging the gap, you know. so. Uh, I said, well, I, I want to bring this young man. So lo and behold, he ended up making the, the young man the Grand Marshal. Oh, wow. And this kid had on his NYPD uniform. He's been sworn in by so many agencies, man. He had his NYPD uniform on. And you cannot believe how many people were running around, stopping everywhere just to get his picture. <laughs> and he great. did something that reminded me, you know, that life is short. And man, that you just got to live it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. We were walking and there was this little boy who had Down syndrome. And his two sisters, and they were clinging to their mom. Mm-hmm. And the little boy was holding his hands like this. And this kid DJ walks up to him, man, with his NYPD uniform on and says, son, don't be afraid of us. If you need help, we're going to be here for you. And he's patting the kid on the back, right? Now, he ain't no bigger than this kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so the kid hugs him. And so the two little girls come out. And the mom is like, get ready to cry because she can't believe these kids are, you know, seeing yeah. The police in a different light yeah so he turns to the little girls he goes man y'all are such precious little girls and about that time he has a blue you know you know a blue training pistol in his holster uh-huh. so the kid touches his 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 holster his gun he smacks his hand and goes son that's not <laughs> a toy this is a tool that we use." i had to turn away i was laughing so hard and i said man this kid is a police officer <laughs> the it's real a, deal yeah 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 and everywhere he goes, man, he leaves he, he a lasting impression. I, I call him love, man, because everywhere he goes, all he does is he, he, he creates positive and love between the community and the
0: police. Mm-hmm. And, and shout, Daniel. Out, yeah, uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Shayla. Uh, she's also said priceless moment, which is true, because I mean, to actually witness a, a moment like that for, for a kid who, who's terminal to speak to another kid uh, uh, during a, a parade or an incident. Uh, and to have a real serious moment is, is a big deal, and that's something you can't make up.
1: Yeah. So he has he has my badge number, and uh, I, nice. I, I talked to the constable, and I said, you know, no matter where I'm at in the world, when that day comes, if I'm still alive, uh, uh, I'm going to fly back to San Antonio because they want to have it here in San Antonio, mm. and they have a church here that holds about five thousand people. Okay. Every agency that swore him in said that they would send their honor guard team here for his funeral okay that that's going to be probably ten thousand officers wow you know I'm, i was just floored by the the outpouring of of love in the community also they're like man I, I have a guy that i that i work with you know in the in, in the private sector that for the company that i work for the black swan group mm-hmm. and man this guy is such you know he heard the story and matter of fact he he, he texted me yesterday he goes hey troy does he need anything for christmas Wow. You know, and he made a donation of ten thousand dollars to keep the program, you know, to be able to help get, get him around the country to do these do these deals. Wow. So I I'm I know that his dad started a foundation. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what the name of it is. However, I'm I'm trying to make sure that, that we can raise enough to get him to all 50 states. He's been sworn in by five or six states only, and that many agencies have 20 men. So I, I was coming up with a strategy. I said, you know, maybe we can. We get the funding or get, you know, some of these you know, hotels and air, airlines to, to help mm-hmm. out. But everybody and their grandmother says, you know, somebody that got cancer or dying or something, everybody's asking for something. So I try not to do that. I try to do it on my own, you know, give my yep. get my get what I have. And I just want to see this young man go around to all 50 states. And, and, and once people meet him, they'll see how much of a difference maker he is.
0: I got you. I, I hope someone on here who's listening or someone who's going to watch the replay hears that, and and they can help out too as well. And we can make that thing happen. We get uh, it's still got forty five states to go, correct?
1: Yes, yes, yes. And and uh, I got Barbara here. <laughs> yep, she's on. There you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's my girl, man. Her and I have a lot of stories to tell. <laughs> uh, that woman is one of the smartest women I know. The other one is my wife. You know, my wife is a retired police officer, also, and man, she supports everything I do. We do everything together. Mm
0: -hmm. When people
1: meet us, they always say we seem like newlyweds. (laughs) I laugh because I tell everybody. I said, you know, I'm I'm probably a four, but I grade myself on a curve, so I gave myself a five. I said, I know my wife's a ten, so Uh I ain't going nowhere.
0: (laughs) I got. (laughs) That's good. That's good. And shout out to Barbara Thomas former guest on the show. She's the one who actually got me in connection with you. So without her, you and I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now.
1: Well, I'm going to start following you, man. And, and, and I'm going to put it out to every officer that when we do the trainings, I'm going to put it out for them to, to, to start getting behind this program. I think what you're doing is phenomenal. You know, you. You, you're making a huge difference and, and don't ever stop, man. I tell Thank you me. what, every, every little bit that we can do to, to change people's perceptions. Mhm. And even change the mind of the officer sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll take it. Yeah, I, I appreciate the accolades. I appreciate the shout out uh, and right back at you. Uh, just by having the website and, and the training program, just uh, my, one of my questions I was going to ask was the uh, in 21st century policing, modern policing. How do you feel that um, we can engage the, pub, the the police department, police law enforcement agencies can engage the public, and the public can engage us? Uh, and meet on a more better and and challenging platform where we hear each other, but you already answered that question before I could I even asked it just by the scenarios that you give yeah. you put on live scenarios and put both of switched roles and in role switching it, you gain gain a better understanding and gaining understanding uh, you, you gain respect and that's yeah. what's written in all of your shirts,
1: yeah, and it's 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 funny, man. Uh, that, that when the officers go through it, some of them don't really want to do it at first, you know, but the, the, the San Antonio Police Officers Association, they got behind the program and they sponsor every officer and every mm-hmm. officer that go through it, they get eight hours of, of what we call t credit, the state agency that, you know, regulates the law enforcement. They get eight hours of t credit for that. Okay. So, they, so it, it helps them in their law enforcement career, but more importantly, it bridges that gap between them and the community.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we, you know, how it is. Officers going from call to call to call to call. And then they think everybody's out to get them because they're frustrated because they're answering calls that they, that, you know, that sometimes the community asks them to come out and and handle it. And then they don't like the way it was handled and it escalates. Mm -hmm. They're worried about their career, their job, their families, you know. And, and, and I I tell you guys, I I want every officer that's listening to this, if Mm -hmm. you're struggling, man, get, get some help. Talk to somebody, you know, let them know that. You know you're going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we've we've had six officers commit suicide in a matter of maybe two months. Yeah, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. That's and, a, that's a number. And and we we come we're in a profession. We all know this. We're in a profession where it you don't want to do that because it shows signs of weakness. If you if you if you, know, you reach out for help, yeah, you reach out for help. But it's not weak. It take a strong man to say, hey, I'm I'm not I'm not at the top of my game. I need that help. Mm-hmm. You know so. Don't be afraid to do that. Nobody's going to look down on you. You know, you chose a, a profession and a career that is sometimes thankless. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you chose.
0: Yeah. But
1: you can leave at almost every situation and realize that you changed somebody's life for the good. Mm-hmm. And we need you at the top of your game. We need you to be mentally fit. We need you to be physically fit.
0: Mm-hmm. And we need you to be morally fit. Hmm. I like that, I like that, and that's absolutely true. I know here in Pennsylvania and I'm pretty sure other states, I know we have a peer support system uh, where if there an officer is uh, needing to reach out, you can reach out to someone who's actually on the job or was on the job, so you feel a little bit more safe and secure reaching out to someone who understands the process, who understands what it's like to actually live and see so much trauma and and, and experience so many things. Like like we say often on this platform, we deal with good people on their, on their worst days, and we deal with bad people on their best days, and we're right there in the middle of that daily and constantly. So after a while, once you do this job for years and years and decades you take in some of that stuff and sometimes you got to find a way to unpack that book bag as you're trying to travel up that mountain so you can get to the top
1: yeah and when i realized that there were times that i was getting that way i take vacation Mm. i get with my family man we take off i had an rv a motor coach and we just travel we just go out spend the weekend wouldn't talk about nothing nothing work related my Mm -hmm. kids got to see different different states and have fun you know i would assign each one of them a state they had to when we got to their state, they had to be the ambassador and tell us what was going on in their in their state. They couldn't eat McDonald's. We had to eat food native to the community. We oh. ate a ton of Philly cheesesteaks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How,
0: did, did you enjoy those or did they get redundant after a while?
1: <laughs> no, nah, man, I you know, I'm a Jersey boy at heart, man. I grew up in Jersey, so man, yeah. when I when I come back to Texas, if I flew to Jersey, in the morning, there was a place that I would go to. This guy would open up at six o'clock in the morning if he knew my flight was at eight. Yeah. And he'd make me twenty Philly cheesesteaks. And back then we could bring them on the plane, man. And i yes. had Philly cheesesteaks in the in the in a, a, a heap in a heat jack pocket. Uh-huh. And I would give the, the flight attendant some, man. I I mean that they ate good and it I, I'm <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get no sleep on that flight because they were always asking me if I needed something. <laughs> so those Philly cheese steaks went a long way. And as soon as I Wrong. got home, the, the, the family members that didn't go with me, they didn't care about me. They cared about where's the cheesesteak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how often did you travel while you're, you're going from either event to event or while on the job or we're going from training to training? Do you travel often or is it more uh, does it pick up more often during, I would say, the spring and summer months?
1: Well, the good thing about it is the company that I work for. You know, we're working it out right now where the cities that I go to, and I'm flying almost every week. Man, the week that oh, the wow. queen died, I was in London. You know, <laughs> I got a chance to talk to the officers, and they said that if we can get that young man to London, they'll 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 uh, make him a police officer. That's where. Right, oh man, we
0: definitely got to make that happen.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so like I said, I, I'm flying almost every week. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and the company that I'm working for, they're figuring out a way where. We can go into these communities, stand them up. And then if I'm in that community, we can go out and do an activity with them. And the officers can get trained on it and, and start growing their communities. So right. it's no set it's no set time limit. Man, I look at my calendar right now. And 2023 is getting really full. Okay, So I, I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. And I, to know that this company that I work for, the Black Swan Group, has gotten behind me. And mm-hmm. several of the people that I coach in, in there, they've gotten behind me. like I said, everything happens in time, you know, don't be in a hurry. It's on God's time. Mm -hmm. And and he's, he's, if he leads you to it, he'll see you through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's led me to it. Good, good. Shout out to uh, Shayla. She says she loves the support. She's been listening in. I appreciate that. Barbara again, she says, yes, Troy is my brother from another mother. He is awesome. And Jimmy (laughs) Tamad's on here saying that this is awesome as well. And stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take for a brief a, a brief break right here. Sergeant Be save has to say his two cents and we will come right back. Stay tuned. Well, you know it, the holiday season has begun. Here's a few tips that you should be aware of to stay safe. Online shopping and, oh, Watch out for those fake websites that want to get your information and credit card numbers. They're scammers like Chance Wilder trying to hack into your computer. Online shopping goes up more than 50% this time of year. So keep a vigilant eye on your bank account, your computer, and any social media platform. Ah, Black Friday shopping is now here. Wilder, I see you, get out of here. If you're going out to stand in those long lines, make sure you lock hey, your car. That's Sergeant Dress warm, because it could be cold. Show the holiday spirit and be courteous to other people in line. Remember, first come, first serve. Still keep a watchful eye for problems in line. And once you finally make it inside to the store or mall, well, there's Robbie Blind. I guarantee he doesn't have the Christmas spirit. Ooh. Rocky Blind is on the prowl, so be mindful of your purses, your bags, your cell phones, or any other personal items that you may sit down. And if you happen to see a crime, report it. Sergeant Be Safe, that's your tip of the day to have a safe holiday. Party poopa be safe. I can't believe people are
1: so gullible.
0: And four over and out.
1: Subscribe now.
0: ladies and gentlemen you are in the lab with black and blue we got our special guest troy smith right now we're having a tremendous and wonderful conversation i kind of want to change gears on the next question i'm going to ask i've been asking this question a lot lately um basically after the 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 i guess you would say the new world uh, after this covid thing has happened where uh, a lot of agencies including law enforcement and various agencies go are going through this problem with a hiring problem and a retention problem and a quiet quitting and so many different things how do you think we as a nation and law enforcement community should take on this challenge on finding qualified applicants uh, uh um recruiting them Retaining the seasoned officers that we have—that how, how, is a huge challenge. What would you suggest that we take on this challenge and be successful? That's a
1: who? That's a, that's the fifty thousand dollar question, right there. No, I know. If I had that answer, I'm sure I, I wouldn't <laughs> be sitting here after this. I'd be having everybody donate to your to your <laughs> channel, man. Uh, it's it's difficult. We we all you know people have been hit with something that they didn't expect. Right. You no, know, they didn't realize the magnitude of it, mm-hmm. and then the country has become so divided. Man, everybody's complaining about this, complaining about this. We used to be a nation where we we worked together. We could be mad at each other, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was just like me and you. If we were brothers. You and I could be mad at each other, Clee, but if somebody outside of the family said something, we're going to rally around and protect us. You know, yeah. we don't. I don't see that any longer. Mm. I see it's a it's a us versus them or a me mentality, and I feel like uh the the veteran officers have 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 been beat down so much now Mm. they're worried about their careers their jobs Mm. you know that that they don't want to be here any longer Mm. and one thing I found and I, I was telling another officer this a couple of days ago I said you know we look at these young officers today and we said man they don't have a clue oh yeah But that's the same thing the people that came before us told us about us. (laughs) So they fit in with the generation that's here now. And so we just have to trust that they're going to do things that that mess with that generation. It's Mm -hmm. a pendulum pendulum. Mm -hmm. You know, the the law enforcement swings from one side to the other. And it's doing the same thing again. We have to adapt. We have to adjust. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that, uh, we'll be
0: all right. Yeah, I agree. Like I say, this occupation and how we are viewed is very cyclic. Uh, I remember uh, um, officers came on here and spoke about the Rodney King incident, which was similar to a lot of incidents that are going on now, where we were at the very bottom of of the, the pit of despair, you might as well say, where we were just hated uh we we got cussed out we weren't liked and eventually we get back to that medium that's normally the home area where we're we're, we're appreciated but we're not we're not sought out for unless we're specifically needed and then there's times that i know uh, off i wasn't on the job at the time but when 9 11 happened and then coming out of that we were at the very top where thank you for your service i appreciate Mm -hmm. everything you do and things along those lines so it goes from one one cycle to another. And it seems like we, that we were at the very bottom and we're slowly coming back up to at least the common medium where, you know, it's nice to be there, but I mean, if we're not needed then it, it's, yeah. it's nice to, what is it, to be seen but not heard or yeah. to be, yeah. be in that yeah. kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Yep. I talk I talk about that in the training. I talk about how, you
1: know, at 9-11, you know, mm-hmm. the country was so scared that we could, we could, I mean, we could actually violate people's rights and they were okay with it because they wanted to be feel protected. Mm-hmm. then 2007 2008 came around and we were conditioned that we could be a little more forceful and people were respectful and would would tolerate it mm-hmm. and then when 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 the, the the stock market and you know the financial industry started crashing people forgot about that they were like look man i'm i don't have no pension I don't have this yeah. my money's gone <clears throat> excuse me sure. and so that affected them and they didn't care about it but we couldn't change right we still had that we still had that 9 11 mentality Mm -hmm. and so like we said it takes time it's a pendulum it'll get back to where we're respected but we have to earn it
0: yep absolutely we have to earn
1: it and the the mental the mental health side of it is going to be big important part because
0: COVID, COVID shook up a lot of people Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm mm-hmm absolutely I know uh I don't I know Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, those of you who are on and watching the replay, uh, Troy's on here. He's not feeling too well. Uh, shout out to him for, it, for making it not robbery to, um, to, to reschedule or anything. He's on here now. He's giving up himself. So, therefore, I said we'd stick to about an hour. We're so, pretty much going over that. But, however, I want to give him the opportunity where if – there was something that i missed or through the course of conversation if I, there's something that he remembered that he wanted to get out there troy if there's anything else that you would like to say the floor is yours
1: well first of all i'd like to say clee don't stop doing what you're doing Thank uh, you. I, I love the program i love what you stand for brother Thank uh, you. secondly community know that the police the majority of the police officers 99 percent of us are going to try to do the right thing every chance we get Com- please know that the community wants you there they don't want bad people in their community they just mm-hmm. want to feel like they've been heard and respected
0: mm-hmm. once
1: you can do all of those things we'll get back to where we really want to be and we'll become one nation under god again
0: mm-hmm. absolutely good i like that and then, like barbara said here i will put it back up on the screen uh from our other topic you are appreciated mm-hmm. until the problem is solved and then you become invisible absolutely and i'm okay with that yeah i'm, I'm okay with that as well mm-hmm. yep Hey, Troy, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I, I definitely hope DJ, DJ, his name's DJ?
1: Yes, Devar J. Daniels.
0: Yep. Gotcha. DJ. I hope he can make every 50 state and get deputized. Uh, I hope he lives a very long and prosperous life uh and i think good I, I want good things to happen i especially want you to flourish i enjoyed talking to you i want to watch you you and your agencies rise as well if there's anything that we here at black and blue can do feel free to don't don't hesitate to reach out and let us know we'll, we'll do the best we can and make that thing happen
1: well when we go to one of these cities that we're going to do we're going to stand up i'm going to invite you out to come and be a part of it okay well, Maybe Absolutely. we could, you know do a, do a live stream on a thursday or something and let let the community be a part of making a
0: difference. Yeah, thanks, Clee. We'll make that happen. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Th- thank you for tuning in. We go live weekly at seven PM Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you guys tune in. We have a special guest coming to the lab next week, right after Christmas. Uh, I don't want to give it away. Who's going to be? But tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stay safe. We love you. Ten four over and out. Insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Sergeant B-Safe here, and I'm stuck in the office. I'm stuck. You wanna know why? I'll be completing reports for stolen vehicles. Yeah, that's right, stolen vehicles. I tell people all the time to lock their doors and put away their valuables. However, this continues to happen. Do you know that about approximately ninety-five percent of all auto thefts can be prevented? Here, let's go for a walk, and I'll show you a few examples. Example number one: You go to the store and you leave your car running. Little do you know that Chance Wilders on the road uh, sees your car running with the door unlocked, gets in it, and they're off. Uh, At the start. Oh no! Frustrating. Let's move on to example number two. Ew. You're at home and the car is parked for the day, but you feel safe and secure and believe this can never happen to me. And there's rob you blind going from car to car. Up, uh, just got Bloody caught though. Poop, be safe. Hands up. You're coming with me. Ew. People leave their car doors unlocked and believe it or not, their keys in them. Here's video footage of someone going onto someone's driveway and entering their car. And guess what? Stealing that too. Even if you don't keep your car key, don't keep your spouse's key in the vehicle either. Believe it or not, they park right beside you. So therefore, take the extra step, lock your vehicle, and take your keys inside. So here's a little bit of information for you. If your car is ever stolen, and then I find it and recover it, it's usually not in the same condition that it once was. It could have been involved in a motor vehicle accident because of joyriding, or just have more dent scratches and damage on it, You'll get an incident report and a tow bill. Your insurance company may cover the towing and recovering fee, but you could also have to come out of pocket with some extra expenses. So now let's move on to example number three. Parking lots at major businesses are prime targets. Lock your doors, put valuables away, park in well-lit areas, and definitely do not, I cannot stress it any harder, leave your vehicle running in the parking lot because no matter how many times rob you blind and wild chance go to jail, they will always take advantage of a prime opportunity to take your valuables or steal your vehicle. Don't be an easy target. <coughs> Hands up, you both are coming with me. Ooh. These are just a few examples of how you can protect yourself and be vigilant with your property. Uh. And that's your tip of the day. It gets you on your way.
1: Drive now.